Good evening. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. Welcome back to Boomer Rex tonight, your nearly daily source for news and politics. I'm Risen Lady Heathen Hassel. What's up, Rex? Our show from other millennial news podcasts. But sometimes we have pregame shows that are so dark, even light cannot escape its event horizon. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into that like, real quick. Um, you too eat, sleep, and breathe politics, and I'm still learning. Oh, sorry. We have a boomer, and not just any boomer. We have Mr. Boomer Rex himself. Who appears to be forgotten. Yeah, no, I, I tried to skip your intro. I apologize. Uh, you too eat, sleep, and breathe politics, and I'm still learning. It's three unique perspectives we share along with the facts from our literal round table. Now, uh, all of you who listen, um, I I need to implore you to go to our Facebook, find our Patreon. Um, I always put a link every night to our Patreon on Facebook. And um, give us a dollar and listen to tonight's pregame show. We have some very important warnings in there for you all. So please, um, please do that. And um, tonight we're on a mission. To finish the Eye of Argon. At this point in our story, Grigner is on his way to freedom after decapitating some kind of rodent with his hands and somehow making a ship. So, I totally missed how that happened. I just knew he went from breaking, you know, tearing open this rat and instead of eating it, which would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah, I never did find out what he did with um, the rat. He suddenly... He suddenly had a shiv, so we're assuming he turned the bones into a shiv, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, so let's get into this. We were on chapter six, um, so we will continue with <clears throat> uh, the the last paragraph we read, um, and then that'll catch people up, and then we can move on. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, shall I start? Sure. Before the sentry could wrench his axe free from his comrade's carcass, he found Gregna's massive hands clasped around his throat, choking the life from his clamped lungs. Wait, he was choking his throat, but his lungs, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Just make sure. Uh, with zealous, with a zealous grunt that. Accordion flexed his tightly corded biceps, forcing the grim-faced soldier to one knee. The sentry plunged his right fist into Grignar's face, digging his grimy nails into the barbarian's flesh. Ejaculating... <laughs> well done there. <laughs> That's yeah, I not what one. that word means. I mean, <laughs> one can ejaculate first. Yeah. No, but I get it. Like, sometimes you're just not ready for the zigs that yeah, the, throws the, you. You're expecting him to zang and he it, zigs, and you're yeah. like, ah. Ejaculating a curse through rasping teeth, Grigner surged the bulk of his weight forward, bowling the besieged soldier over upon his back. The sentry's arms collapsed to his thigh. He forward. What, what? No, yeah. There's no, no W. No, it was you're right. weird. Yep. Fuck you, Jim Thighs. I didn't even make it a sentence. All right. The country's <laughs> arms collapsed. No, no, no. It. You're out ejaculating. Yeah. No, I'm not. You are, because he didn't finish the sentence. You have to start at the beginning of the sentence he fucked up. Fuck me. No, no. <laughs> ejaculating a curse through rasping teeth, Grigner surged the bulk of his weight forward. Ah, ah! 
<laughs> it's not forward. We just talked about that. Luckily, she's going to get us past this, and we're going to give her shit forever about it. Yeah. Well, we fill our sleeping bags full of spiders from now on. <clears throat> Big spiders. Yeah. Yeah, Ej- the fat bodies. <laughs> Ejaculating a curse through rasping teeth, Grigna surged the bulk of his weight for odd, for Ian. Uh, how would you pronounce that? For odd. Okay. For odd, bowling the bowling. It does say bowling. Bowling the besieged soldier up over upon his back. The sentry's arms collapsed to his thigh, shuddering convulsively. His bulging eyes staring blindly from a bloated cherry red face. Rising to his feet, Grigner shook the bird from his eyes, ruffling his surly red mane with a brush fire swaying in the nighttime breeze. As the brush fire. Ah, fuck, you got me. Rising to his feet, Grigner shook the blood from his eyes, (laughs) ruffling his surly red mane as the brush fire swaying to the nighttime breeze. Stooping over the sparse brown corpse of the first soldier, Grigner retrieved a small white object from a pool of congealing gore. Snorting a gusty billow of mirth, he once more concealed the e-tiny object beneath his loincloth. The tedious hone... Fuck. Nope. Tediously. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Snorting a gusty billow of mirth, he once more concealed... The e- tiny object beneath his loincloth, so the tediously honed pelvis bone of a broken rodent. <laughs> Returning his attention toward the second soldier, Grigner turned to the task of attiring his limbs. To move about freely through the dim recesses of the castle would require the grotesque garb of the soldiery. Of its soldiery. What? Uh, of its soldiery. You're yeah. on. Smart mouth. Well, I said, you know, I get more turns if I pick on you guys more for skipping shit. Fair. I like it better <laughs> when you read anyone. So. <clears throat> to move about freely through the dim recesses. Oh, wait. Yes, okay. Uh, freely through the dim recesses of the castle would require the grotesque gob of its soldiery. Utilizing the silence and stealth acquired in the untamed climbs of his chest. Untamed climbs of his chest? What? C-L-I-M-E-S. Yeah. He just wrote it as climbs like one would trees. Okay. Untamed climbs of his childhood. Grigner slink through, through twisting corridors and winding stairways, lighting his step with the confiscated torch of his dispatched guardian. Knowing where his steps were leading to, Grigner meandered aimlessly in search of an exit from the chateau's dim confines. The wild blood coursing through his veins yearned for the undefiled freedom of the livid Livid wilderness lands. I'm going to go back to the knowing where his steps were leading to. How? Grigner the remote viewer? Wandering, rambling. Yeah. <laughs> then to follow me, follow Wandering exactly rambling. one sentence the fuck later. Yeah. Meandered aimlessly. Yeah. Is this like some like hyper zen state? 
It's, it's just like Grigner the ball tripper wandering <laughs> around in your thing, shagging people with fucking rat bones. Yeah, he stole some. Uh, some At least shrooms. we found out what he did with the rat. Yeah, we hadn't talked to him. He stole some shrooms from the from the you know guards he killed. That's right? what happened. That's what that's what <clears throat> was in the slop. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> that's what that white thing was. It was a fucking shroom. I'm telling you. All right. <clears throat> In grim silence, Grigner treaded down the dingly, dingly, yeah, the dingly lit corridor, a stalking panther creeping warily along on padded feet. Did we skip a paragraph? Did I? Yeah. No, I did. I mean, you know, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right, I did. Coming upon a fork in the passage, (laughs) she treaked. Voices accompanied by clinking footfall. Oh, shit, devil lady. Discerned to his sensitive ears from the left corridor. Wishing to avoid contact, Grigner veered to the right. <laughs> you lost it. Yeah. You go. What did he say wrong? He laughed. You're not supposed to laugh. Oh. Uh, coming upon a fork in the passage, he treaked. Voices accompanied by clinking footfalls discerned to his sensitive ears. From the left corridor. Wishing to avoid contact, Grigner veered to the right passageway. If requested as to the purpose of his presence, his barbarous accent would reveal his identity, being that his attire was not that of the castle's mercenary troops. I thought he just changed right? his clothes. Yeah, he did. Fuck. Oh, but maybe the troops that came to get him were not the same true sure yeah. yeah we'll go with that the weird thing about this the thing i have never experienced in any other reading experience ever is the way that it feels like stumbling it's so just where your first foot gets like yeah. tumbled and you're like oh fuck but no i've kind of got it no it's kind of working out and then you see something and you're like, oh, fuck, no, no that's like, not even yeah. how you'd write that exactly like every time you think you got a handle on the situation you're like oh no, i can the, follow the, the this tiny, now he goes back and he alters what he had said previously. Yeah. So now it's a totally new thing. And you're just like. Thought I knew what was going on. Yeah, I guess not. Okay. Continue, sir. In grim silence, Grigner treaded down the dingily lit corridor, a stalking panther creeping warily along on padded feet. After an interminable period of wandering through the dull corridors, no gaps to break the monotony of cold gray walls. Grigner espied a small winding staircase. Stairs. Just... Yeah, no. All you. <clears throat> After an indomitable period of wandering through the dull corridors, no gaps to break the monotony of the cold gray walls, Grigna espied a small winding stairway, descending the flight of acrid granite slabs to their posterior. Did he? He did. <clears throat> so you're trying to find your way out of a dungeon. Which way are you going? Yeah, down, obviously. Down. Just like in mazes. Always go left in mazes, always go down in dungeons. <clears throat> Descending... <laughs> you guys kill me. Go. Descending the flight of arched... No, fuck. Descending the flight of arched granite slabs to their... <laughs> 
Grigner was confronted a by... A capital G after a comma. Oh, wait, it was his name. Never mind. He just does so much of that that my brain is always like, what did you just do? Just set the light up like, fuck it, you're wrong, and I don't know how yet. No, this guy, I just can't. Okay, sorry, continue, Boomer. Grigner was confronted by a short hallway. Hallway? Leading to a Which tall, well, wooden doorway. Yeah, there's my fucking arched. <laughs> Halting before the teeming portal portal. Rigner rests his shaggy shaggy head sideways against the barrier. Derp. Detecting thunk. Detecting no sounds from within. He grasped the looped metal handle of the door, his arms surging with the tremendous effort of bulging muscle. Fucking door. A bulging it's a portal muscles. portal. Yet the door would not budge. Oh, well. Retrieving his axe from where he had sheathed it beneath his girdle. He hefted it in his mighty hands with an apseed yeah. front yeah. and yeah. wedging one of its blackened edges into the crack between the portal and its iron-rimmed sill. Bracing his sandaled right foot and the light back on. Sandaled right foot against the roughly hewn wall. Teeth tightly clenched. Grigner apilevered the oaken haft, employing it as a lever whereby to pry open the barrier. The leather-wound hilt bending to its utmost limits of endurance. The massive portal swung open with a grating of snapped latch and rusty iron hinges. Jesus I got nothing. <clears throat> Glancing about the dust-swirled floor and the gloomily dancing Room. glare. What? The dust world room. Yeah, no. See? You think you have a handle on it. <clears throat> yeah, the split second you think you can read it, you're yep. toast. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, once you get comfortable with it, yeah. I don't care how, like, if you are not just aggressively reading the words as they are in the thing. You, Which is hard to do and not go monotone and all the other things against the rules. No, it's like the there's an AI somewhere script that writes bullshit technical documents. Uh-huh. And that's weird, because you'll read a line and be like, I fucking misread something, hold on. And go back and realize, no, you didn't. It just makes a change somewhere in the middle that makes <clears throat> the, either the first half or second half of this sentence now broken. So my team members used to bring me um, things they had written to be proofread. And I, I, I'm, there's no worse proofreader on the face of the earth. Yeah. And... So I recognize that, but it's such a shitty job. And finally, one of my team members comes to me and she sits down and she says, you know, you're a terrible proofreader, right? And I said, I know that, but who the hell am I going to ask? She said, I'm a really good proofreader and I enjoy doing it. I said, it's your job from here on. And after that, I proofread nothing. Yep. Because I see what's supposed to yeah. be there. As long as you were making sense, like, 15 minutes ago, you're probably making sense now. Yeah. Let's go. <clears throat> yeah, and I used, to, I used to drive journal editors crazy for saying, yeah, there are some grammatical mistakes, right? It, the author is not from this country, and it's perfectly understandable. Publish the goddamn <coughs> thing as delivered. Right? All right. But let's, no. no well, let's get through this. Yeah, I don't want to make this longer than it needs to be. Um, <clears throat> 
glancing about the dust-swirled room in the gloomily dancing glare of his flickering crescent. Gringer-eyed evidences of the enclosure being nothing more than a forgotten storeroom. Miscellaneous articles required for the maintenance of a castle were piled in disorganized heaps at infrequent intervals toward the wall opposite the barbarian's piercing stare. Utilizing long, bounding strides, Grigner paced... <laughs> paced his way over to the mounds of supplies to discover if any articles of value were contained within their midst. We should sell gummy grigners. You're trying to get out of a dungeon and you're going to loot it while you go? That's dumb. We'll find out. <clears throat> Detecting a faint clinking sound, Grigner sprawled to the left side, to his left side, with the speed of a striking cobra, landing harshly upon his back, torch and axe loudly clattering to the floor in a morass of sparks and flame. An arm-woven board leapt from collapsed flooring, clashed against the jagged flooring and spewing a shower of orange and yellow sparks over Grigner's startled face. Rising uneasily to his feet, the half-stunned accordion glared down at the gruesome arm of death he had unwittingly, unwittingly sprung. Mirfic! Apparently he says that. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's in so, quotes. Hold on. What's happening? Did he just get caught in a trap? trap? Yeah. Okay. I was very confused. I had no idea what was going on. Anyway. Um... <clears throat> If not for his keen auditory organs and lighting steeled ref lightning steeled reflexes, Grigner would have been groping through the shadowed hell pits of the Grim Reaper. He had unknowingly stumbled upon an ancient, long forgotten booby trap, a mistake which would have stunned stunted the perusal of longevity of one less agile. A, a mechanism similar in type to that of a miniature catapult was concealed beneath two collapsible sections of granite flooring. The arm of the device was four feet long, boasting razor-like cleats at regular intervals along its face with which it was to skewer the luckless body of its would-be victim. Grigna had stepped upon a concealed catch which released a small metal latch beneath the two granite sections, causing them to fall inward and thereby loose the spiked arm of death they precariously held in. Partially out of curiosity and partially out of an inordate, in, inordate, in, inordinate, inordinate. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I, when when he gets one right, it's hard. Mm. Perusal of longevity I fucked me all up. I'm looking at my longevity. <laughs> oh well. That's what happens when you wander downstairs in a dungeon looking for your way out. Oh, dumb. Partially out of curiosity and partially out of an indornate. 
fear of becoming a pincushion for a possible second trap, Gringer plunged his torch into the exposed gap in the floor. The floor of a second chamber stood out seven feet below the glare. Tossing his torch through the aperture, Gringer grasped the side of an adjoining tile and dropped down. What the fuck just happened? He jumped through a hole in the floor. Which is somehow related to the trap. Because Screener's plan is to get to the center of the fucking earth. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he want to go back to... Because I thought his whole complaint was not being under the sky and like out in freedom. And now he's going down for... Yeah. Obviously, he's gone so far down, it's just easier to keep going. It's shorter. I guess. All right. And he's never heard the phrase, stop digging. Yeah. Glancing about the room, Gregner discovered that he had descended into the palace's mausoleum. Rectangular stone crypts cluttered the floor at evenly placed intervals. The tops of the enclosures were plated with Thick layers of virgin gold. I hope they killed the architect to this place. While the sides were plated with white ivory, at one time sparkling but now grown dingy through the passage of the rays of all-encompassing, one word, mother nature, mother time. Of all-encompassing mother time. Featured at the head of each sarcophagus in tarnished silver was an ex. Expungnesively. No, there's no S. It's E X P U G. Expungnesively. Expungnesively. Yes. Expungnesively. Just make all the noise and run because you know we're not coming back to it. It'll be some different word next time. Uh, carved likeness of his rotting inhabitant. So is it like of a picture rotting. of a rotting guy, or is it a picture of the person before the rotting? Carved likeness of its rotting inhabitant. Yeah. No, I guess it is a carve of him before he was rotting. And one would assume, but I don't know what that word before <laughs> carved is, so maybe that... Yeah. Expunge... Ex- yeah, I, yeah, I can't. <clears throat> a dingy atmosphere... <clears throat> a dingy atmosphere... <laughs> Aided the air of the chamber, which sealed in the enclosure, for an unknown period had grown thick and stale. Interminglingly, intermingling, intermingling, intermingling. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Right. Intermingling with the curdled, but with the curdled currents was the repugnant stench of slowly moldering flesh creeping ever slowly but surely through minute cracks in numerous vaults due to the embalming of the bodies their flesh decayed at a much slower rate than is normal yet the nauseous odor was nonetheless repellent this is where we were right in the fucking castle's basement making the noise well, he's already made a ton of noise, and he just passed a couple of guards, so I don't understand what he's what he's up to at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> Climbing up the side of the device, Gregner set to the task of resetting its mechanism. In the E event that a search was organized, it would prove well to leave no evidence of his presence open to wandering eyes. 
Besides, it might even serve to dwindle the size of an opposing force. Because they're totally going to get caught in their own trap or some shit. Hey, man. Great I think it was a forgotten yep. booby trap. That's true. <clears throat> Plus, they might also be perusing their longevity. Yeah, that's true. But wouldn't they just dodge it the way he did? Like, I'm very confused. Does he not yeah. think that these guards can... <clears throat> they're not lightly quick like him. Yeah, fair. Uh, descending from his perch, Grigna was startled by a faintly muffled scream of horrific desperation. His hair prickled yawkishly in disorganized clumps along his scalp. I think I did a good job on that word. You that did. Weird. <clears throat> As a cold danced along... As a cold danced along the length of his spinal cord. Oh, no so he, he's got a virus in his spinal cord and he could feel it dancing there. I think that's meningitis, bro. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, it'd be nice if it were a complete silence, but it isn't. Go yeah, ahead. Fair. No moral slash mor mortal barrier or human barrier, human or otherwise was capable of arousing the number of sensations of fear inside of Grigner's smoldering soul. However, he was overwrought by the forces of the barbarian's instinctive fear of the supernatural. His mighty thews had always served to adequately conquer any tangible foe. Period, comma. He's really excited there. That's yeah. how you do a real yeah, run on. Really sentence. excited. Uh, but the See, you know, there's going to be more of them to come. But the intangible was something distant and terrible. Dim, horrifying tales passed by word of mouth over glimmering campfires, and skins of wine had more than once served the purpose of chilling the marrowed core of his sturdy limbed bones. <coughs> And then I Bye. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yet the scream contained a strangely human quality, unlike that which Grigna imagined would come from the lungs of a demon or spirit. <clears throat> Making Grigna take short, nervous strides, advancing to the sarcophagus from which the sound was issuing. Clenching his teeth in an attempt to steal his jangled nerves, Gringer slid the engraved slab from the vault with a sharp rasp of grinding stone. Another long-drawn cry of terror, infested anguish, met the barbarian, scorching like the shrill piping of a demented banshee piercing the inner fibers of his superstitious brain with primitive dread, dread and awe. Should there be a commentary? Meh. I think afterwards he just lightly sprinkled punctuation throughout. So, with primitive dread, dread and awe. Stooping over to espy the tomb's contents, the glittering accordions. Why are his nostrils glittering? <clears throat> the glittering accordion's nostrils were singed by the scorching aroma of a moldering corpse, long shut up and fermenting the same putrid scent which permeated the entire chamber, throughout, though multiplied to a much more con concentrated dosage. The shriveled 
the shriveled leathery pack of crumbling bones and dried lacking lacking flesh otherwise offered no resistance but remained in a fixed position of perpetual vigilance watching over its dim abode from hollow gaping sockets the tortured cries were not coming from the tomb but from some hidden depth below pulling the reeking corpse from its residing place grigna tossed it to the floor in a broken mangled heap upon the side of the crypt's bottom was an uh, was attached a series of tiny hinges while running parallel along the opposite side of a convex railing like protruberance protruberance convex railing like protuberance laid so as to appear as a part of the interior surface of the sarcophagus these weirdly elaborate descriptions of side bits yeah well and again like if there's someone down there and this corpse has never been moved there's got to be another way down there yeah. without moving this corpse yeah but then you have to go find stairs and kill like 12 dudes and mm, fine <clears throat> luckily that trap that was supposed to keep him out of here like showed him the way apparently raising the slab upon its brawn hinges long removed from the gaze of human eyes Grigner perceived a scene which caused his blood to smolder, not unlike bubbling, molten lava. <clears throat> directly, yeah, they, <clears throat> directly below him, a whimpering female lay stretched upon a smooth-surfaced marble altar. A pack of grassy... Grassy? A pack of grassy-faced shamans clustered around her in a tight circular formation. Crouched over the girl was a tall, <laughs> pot-bellied priest, his face dominated by a disgusting, open-mouthed grimace of sadistic glee. Suspended from the acolyte's clenched right hand was a carven, oval-faced mallet which he waved menacingly over the girl's shadowed face, an incoherent gibberish flowing from his grinning, thick-lipped mouth. In the face of the amorphous, broad-breaded... Breeded? Breeded, I guess. Broad-breeded female stretched out alluringly before his gaping eyes, the universal whim of nature, Philip filing a plea of despair inside his white-hot soul. Grigna acted in the only manner he could perceive, giving vent to a hoarse throat-rendering battle cry. Grigna plunged into the midst of the startled shaman, torch shimmering in his left hand, axe, hand and axe, all one word, twirling in his right hand. This is getting weird. <clears throat> I don't know if these descriptions are getting more, like, out there, or... <clears throat> it's just really hard to follow. 
a gaunt, scar-faced priest standing at the far side of the altar, clutched desperately at his throat, coughing furiously in an attempt to catch his breath, lurching helplessly to and fro, the acolyte pitched headlong against the gleaming base of a massive jade idol. Writhing, ag writhing agonizedly, Writhing agonizedly against the hideous image, foam-flecking his chalk-white lips, the priest struggled helplessly, the victim of an epile epileptic seizure. I thought I was about to do to get kicked <clears throat> in the balls. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, he... <coughs> did he give this dude a seizure by scaring? I don't think I that's how seizures so. work. I really don't. Last time I checked... It appears to have worked. Was he, I mean, a heart attack, yes. Seizures, not so much. I don't know. That's See, I thought this was just a seizure brought up by religious ecstasy or something. No, because he jumped down. Yeah. And then this dude suddenly... Yeah, but I took it the far side of the altar to mean, like, from homeboy Grigner, but there's no telling. Jim Thai. I assure you, Jim Thai spent less time thinking about how the scene was set up than we have already. Yeah. No, and an epileptic seizure is a very particular type of seizure, uh, yeah, which is why it's confusing. Yeah, well, and I was already confused because, again, I thought this whole paragraph was about the dude who had been kicked in the balls like a <clears throat> chapter in a lifetime ago. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, by the way, this is still fucking chapter six. Like, we haven't gotten out of chapter six yet. Um, startled by the barbarian, barbarian's stunning appearance, the That's chronic, man. the chronic fit of their fellow, and the fear that Grignar might be the advent, advent god of a conquering force dedicated to the cause of destroying their denigrated cult. The summon momentarily... Summon. Yeah. Mm. you nailed it on the, like, way through. Yeah, no, just weird. Yeah, it, I just said shaman for Sergis. The summon momentarily lost their composure, Giving vent to heedless pandemonium, the priests fell easy prey to Grigner's sweeping arc of crimson death and maiming destruction. All right, I think... Um, With his axe and bone shank. I think I get declared a news anchor whenever you get to go. The acolyte performing the sacrifice took a vicious blow to the stomach, hands clutching vitals and severed spinal cord as he sprawled over the altar. The disorganized priest lurched and staggered with split skulls, dismembered limbs, and spewing entrails before the enraged accordion's <laughs> relentless onslaught. Howls of maimed and dying reverberated against the walls of the tiny chamber. A chorus of hell fraught despair. As the granite floor ran red with blood, the entire chamber was encompassed in the heat of raw savage butchery. Grigner luxuriated in the grips of primitive beastly bloodlust. You keep skipping your like as and a. Yeah, I can't be trusted. Yeah, no. you, you, yeah, you did. Just slow down, pay a bit more attention to the word. We'll forgive you this one. Go. Yeah, keep going. Presently, all went sillient, save for the ebbing groans of the sinking shaman and Grigner's heaving, heaving breath. 
Accompanied by several gusty curses, the wall had run dry. Well. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Presently all went Silanet, save for the ebbing groans of the sinking shaman and Grigner's heaving breath accompanied by several gusty curses. The well had run dry. No more lambs remained for the slaughter. The rampaging steed of death, having taken Grigner for the moment, left the barbarian free to the exploitation of his other perusals. Towering over his head was the misshaped image of the cult's hideous deity, Argon. The fantastic size of the idol and in consideration of its being pure jade was enough to cause the senses of any man to stagger and reel. Yet, thus was not the case for the behemoth. He had paid only casual notice to this incredible fact, while riveting the whole of his attention upon the jewel protruding from the idol's soul socket. It's masterfully cut faucets. <laughs> Emitted blinding rays. Uh, it, it has faucets. <laughs> That's where the rays are coming out of. Um, Emitted blinding rays of hypnotizing beauty. After all, a man cannot slink from a heavily guarded palace while burdened down by the intense bulk of a squatting statue, providing, of course, that the idol can even be hefted, which in fact was beyond the reaches of Grigner's coursing stamina. On the other hand, the jewel, gigantic as it was, would not present a hindrance of any mean concern. Help me, please, I can make it worth your while, pleaded a soft, anguish-strewn voice, wafting over Grigner's shoulders as he plucked the dull red emerald from its roots. Turning, Grigner faced the female who had lured him into the bloodbath, <clears throat> but whom had become all but forgotten in the heat of battle. You, ejaculated the accordion in a pleased tone. I, though that I... I, though that I had seen the last of you at the tavern. Ah, we got the tavern wench back. No, but yes, barely I was mistaken. mistaken. So maybe they cleaned her off. It's true. If she's a sacrifice, she should be cleaned. That's all I know. Grigner advanced into the grips of the female's entrancing stare severing the golden chains that held her captive upon the altar's highly polished face of ornamental limestone. As Grigno lifted the girl from the altar, her arms wound dexterously around his neck, soft and smooth against his harsh exterior. Art thou pleased that we have chanced to meet once again? Grigno merely voiced a, sighing, a side grunt, returning the damsel's embrace while he smothered her trim, delicate lips between the coursing protrusions of his reeking maw. Let us leave, let us take leave of this wretched chamber, stated Grigner as he placed the female upon her feet. He swooned a moment, causing Grigner to give her support, then regained her stance. Arthur, able to find your way out through the accursed passages of this castle? Merific. <clears throat> Every one of the corridors in this damn place are identical. I know, you went down for so long and never got out. That's, yeah. 
I, I was at one time a slave of Prince Agathon. His clammy touch sent a sour swill through my belly, but my efforts reaped a harvest. I gained the pig's liking, whereby he allowed me the freedom of the palace. It was through this means that I eventually managed to escape at the western gate. His trust found him with a dagger thrust in his ribs. The witch stated whimsically. Whimsically. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That is a weird word. What were you doing at the tavern when I discovered you? Asked Grigner as he lifted the female through the opening into the mausoleum. I had sought to lay low from the palace's guards as they conducted their search for me. The tavern was seldom frequented by the palace guards, and my identity was unknown to the common soldiers. It was through the disturbance that you caused. Um, the, play, the palace guards were attracted to the, to the tavern. I was dragged away shortly after you were escorted to the palace. What are you called by, female? Carthina, daughter of Mincardos, Duke of Barwigo, whose lands border along the northwestern fringes of Gorzum. I was paid as homage to Agathon upon his 38th year, Post the femme. And I am called a barbarian, grunted Grigner in disgusted tone. I, the ways of our civilization are in many ways warped and distorted, but what is your calling, she queried. Hustily. You said that. Grigner of Accordia. Ah, I have heard vaguely of Accordia. It is a hill country to the far east of the Norwegolian Empire. I have also heard Agathem curse your land more than once when his troops were routed by the unaccustomed mountains and gorges. I, my people have not saith, tried... Saith she. All yours. <clears throat> Sayeth she, I, my people, are not tarnished by pretty luxuries and baubles. They remain fierce and unconquerable in their native climes. After reaching the hidden panel at the head of the stairway, Gringer was at a loss in regard to its operation. His fiercest heaves were as pebbles against burnished armor. Kathina depressed a small symbol included with an elaborate design upon the panel, where open, <clears throat> one word, it slowly slid into a cleft in the wall. <clears throat> How did you come to be the victim of those crazed shaman? Quested Grigner as he escorted Kathina... Ka Carthina through the piles of rummage on the left side of the trap. By Agathem's, by Agathem's orders, I was thrust into a secluded cell to await his passing of sentence. By some means, the priests of Argon acquired a set of keys to the cell. They slew the god placed over me and abducted me to the chamber in which you chanced to come upon the stoicized sacrifice. Their hell-spawned cult demanded a sacrifice once every three moons upon its full journey through the heavens. They were startled by your unannounced appearance through, through the fear 
that you had been sent by Agathon, the prince would surely have submitted them to the most ghastly of tortures if he had ever discovered their unfaithfulness to Sargon, his bastard deity. Many of the partakers of the ritual were high nobles and high trustees of the inner palace. Agathim's pitiless wrath would have been unparalleled. They had no more fear of Agathim now, bellowed Grigner in a deep, mirthful tone, a gleeful smirk upon his face. I have seen that they were delivered from his vengeance. Engrossed by Katharina's graceful stride and conversation, Grigner failed to take note of the footfalls rapidly approaching behind him. Bad, bad form, Grigner. Bad form. <clears throat> Didn't cover his six. Apparently not. As he swung aside the arched portal linking the chamber to the corridors beyond, a maddening, a maddened bloodlust screech vibrated from his eardrums, seemingly utilized the speed of thought. Yeah, it does say that. Uh, <clears throat> seemingly utilizing... Oh, yeah, no, I fucked that up. That's you. Seemingly utilizing the speed of thought, Grigner swiveled to face his unknown foe. With gaping eyes and widened jaws, Grigner raised his axe above his surly mane, but he was too late. Chapter 7. Oh my god, chapter seven is two paragraphs. We stop at seven and a half. <laughs> With wobbling knees and swimming head, the priest that had lapsed into an epileptic seizure rose unsteadily to his feet and said, yeah, well, my friends got smoked, but I'm going to take this guy. Yeah, I'm all about this. I'm going to make employee of the month. <laughs> unsteadily to his feet. Uh, while enacting his choking fit and writhing agony, the shaman was overlooked by Grigner. The barbarian had mistaken the seizure for the death throes of the acolyte, allowing the priest to avoid his stinging blade. The sight that met the priest inflamed his eyes, nearly severed, wait, nearly served to sprawl him upon the floor once more. The sacrificial sat in grim, <coughs> grim blood-spattered silence all around him, broken only by the occasional yelps and howls of his maimed and butchered fellows. Above his head rose the hideous idol, its empty socket holding the shaman's eye-furbished, infuriated gaze. Hold on. I thought they left. That I thought they were back in the halls trying to this escape. This is a now. flashback. Yeah. This is telling us where he, you know, what he's done since he came to. His eyes turned to the stony gaze with the realization of the pillage and blasphemy. Due to his highly susceptible following the seizure, susceptibility following fuck. <laughs> no. His eyes turned to a stony glaze with the realization of the pillage and blasphemy. Due to his high susceptibility following the seizure, the priest was transformed into a raving maniac, bent solely upon wreaking vengeance, with lips curled and quivering, a crust of foam dripping from them. The acolyte drew a long, wicked-looking jewel-hilt scimitar from his silver girdle. <coughs> and fled through the aperture in the ceiling, uttering a faintly perceptible ceremonial gibberish. Okay, I want to know why these people have, first of all, why these guys are wearing girdles, and second of all, why they're keeping knives in their fucking girdles. 
Do they even know what a fucking girdle is? Like, I would not keep a knife in a fucking girdle. Yeah, That's yeah. gonna fucking cut you up, bitch. And I assume he means, like, the usual sort of apocalypse harness, but not. I mean, like, if he pulled it from a sheath, from a side, like, something like that, like, anything, but, like, they're like, got this knife in, in, in my breast pocket here, and I'm just gonna chunk, like, cut my own nipple off, like, it's yeah. fine. Well, that makes him really angry. Apparently. Are we on seven and a half now? Yeah. yeah. Shall we call it here and come back, since the rest and the lost ending isn't much? Ugh, yeah, I mean, this is a lot more than I thought we had left, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, we'll pick it really up at seven and a half. really we could finish it. For today. those of you that are following along. Yeah. So we'll be back on Monday with more. Um, Unless you all do something really interesting and we're forced to do news. So you might want to keep that in mind. Yeah. Don't, don't do news. Don't do fucking crazy shit over the weekend, folks. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to <clears throat> say. All right. No, I was really hoping we were going to be able to finish this tonight, but that's obviously not going to happen. So, ah. Well, the problem is that as soon as chapters start showing up, your brain starts getting a, like, tally going up. All right, so how long are chapters normally? And there's no, it doesn't matter. Because, like, chapter seven was eight lines nearly. No, the thing that's going to suck is that I'm going to have to re-listen to this on Monday so I can get that girl's voice again. Yeah. Because that... It's anime girl number three, but uh, no, it, but again, like it as yeah. I was reading it, it kind of made itself. So now that I yeah, now that she's it. got a voice, she needs I need to find a way to repeat that. So this will be interesting. Sounds good. Maybe she won't have any <laughs> more speaking parts. Right. <laughs> but, um, maybe she's just trying to hide behind her tits. We more. could assign we could assign the characters, have a narrator and characters. Oh my and, god, that would be fun. Yeah, it's not gonna work. We're gonna wind up with Oh my god, he's got a nug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if we ever do this again, we should everybody should have parts. Oh, you know, fuck. somebody I can be the narrator. I think I do a good narrator voice. Question trifling scenes <laughs> from one who appears to rate the word so low. We could see if we could get some other but people in on this. By but... near outward show to <laughs> beings' depths would penetrate alone. Get like a group of people to like come in and like literally like everybody gets a part. <laughs> All right, so um, we oh, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, or follow, review. Smash that like button on YouTube. Go to Boomerang Night No Space on Facebook for fun memes and a link to our Patreon. Give us a dollar. You can find us on YouTube with Boomerang or check your favorite podcasting service for Boomerang Tonight. We can be found on over a dozen different platforms, including. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, IR Radio, Samsung Podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at BRX9. If you Google Boomerang Night No Space, all links will lead you to us. Please go and sign up for our Patreon so you can hear our dire warning from this evening before and give the us money of Grigner. Well, we need an airship. We need an airship. We need an yeah. airship. All right. We love y'all. We'll see you back here Monday for more Grigner, unless you guys fuck up and make news. Love y'all. Bye.